everybody. Welcome to BAMCast Extra. It is episode 159. Wow. Yeah, wow. I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And we're back. Yeah. This week, patrons of patreon.com slash bmfcast voted for us to watch 2008's The Scorpion King 2 Rise of a Warrior. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, woe is me. My life is a misery. (laughs) (laughs) So this, uh, to go ahead and get the gimmicky joke out of the way here, this is a prequel to a prequel to a sequel. Uh Uh-huh. This is telling the pre-Scorpion King story, which was the pre-Mummy Returns story. Uh So we've got Baby the Rock, not played by the Rock. Yes. Pebble. Yes. Played by a uh, a Power Ranger. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a young kid. Yep. And he goes on an adventure. Sure does. So let's rate it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no point in talking about this movie beat for beat. No, not really. There's really no point in talking about what we liked most or a memorable scene or anything of the sort. Okay. Let's just talk about why these things exist. Okay. Um, this was clearly... Th- this went straight to, to video. Mm-hmm. 2008 would have been uh, direct to Blu-ray time. Mm-hmm. I I assume. Um, I mean, or still DVDs, but yeah. Sure. I mean, I I th- I would think if this sold more, it's probably you know this. We're talking like grab people at Walmart, like, hey, remember that Scorpion King? Maybe you know. Oh, uh, and it's got it's got a UFC guy in it. Let's, right. Let's watch that. It's Randy Couture is the only real like name in this. There's a uh, a person or two you may recognize depending on sure if you're what a kind Power of shows Ranger you watch. Fan, <laughs> you know, you know your t- Power Rangers time force. Sure. Um, but yeah, Randy Couture from UFC is the only name in this, mm-hmm. and my God, he's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I usually in one of these things you can you can look to it and say, well, at least they cast someone fun for the bad guy, and maybe they're going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Randy Couture has no ability to speak aside from a monotone sentence delivery system. That's that's true. Uh, it he. He is bad. Like, he is imposing. I mean, like, you look at him and go, yeah, okay, that dude fits in with this era. He looks scary. But every time he opens his mouth, you're just like, oh, wow, they should have dubbed him because what's being said is bad. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I was prepared for this because I've seen an Expendables movie. Oh, right. And uh, I was like, He's yeah. better than that, though. Marginally. I mean, I think he had less less to say in those. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just like, hey, be here and say a couple things and we'll make jokes about your ears. <laughs> Right. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is this is just one of those things where you're just like, why? It it wasn't made for cable, which in that case, I could kind of understand because still at that time, cable was like, please give us content. We need stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, th- this is not a story that needed to be told. No, no one gives a shit. I mean, just just uh, like in the very briefest of summing up the plot, mm-hmm. because I feel like that's what we do. No. Um, just a little bit. So, young The Rock, mm-hmm. his dad was a is like a famous mercenary, I guess. Sure. But then there's this Black Scorpion group that's like an elite bodyguard slash whatever the king says will go and do kind of squad. King's special forces. And you know, young Rock is like, oh, I, I should join those. And his dad's like, no. No, I, I'm not a fucking hero. I had to do a bunch of shit I didn't like. And, mm-hmm. and of course, he 
disobeys anyway and goes to the tryouts, who, which is being led by Randy Couture. Mm-hmm. He um, is there and is fighting another child, basically, and it's it's a lady. It's a girl. You know, like, yep. it's wrapped up, you know, Mulan-style, like, oh, I just wanted her to join. And um, Randy Couture sees that and is like, hey, out with you. And he's like, no, and smacks him in the back with a stick. And then Randy Couture is like, I'm going to murder you, kid. And mm-hmm. Dad shows up and is like, no, you're not. And Randy Couture is like, oh, yeah, well, only because you, you're, you're who you are. I'm going to let him go. But with the understanding that whether you like it or not, he's going to join this team. Right. Um, so they're like, well, best we can hope for. Instead of murdering two kids, we'll I'll let my son go be part of this tribe. Um, and the very next night, basically, like a black smoke comes into the building and murders his dad with scorpions. Yes. And he's like, ooh, I knew it was you, Randy Couture. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then he, he runs away. Well, he goes and joins the thing and then it's a training montage until he's now older. Right. And he's now young, the, older, older, y- younger, younger the, the rock. rock. <laughs> yes. Um, so he, he yes. gives a people's eyebrow mm-hmm. to the camera. Just so it's like, in case you weren't sure, this is the, this is supposed to be young rock. Right. Um, but then, yeah, it's just pretty much like he comes back from his time, his montage time of training to be this elite soldier. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, the old king's dead and Randy Couture is a new king and he's still evil. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I just want to point out that, like, you would be forgiven in thinking that the Scorpion King movies are, you know, some Egyptian shit because that's what the mummy movies. It was, you know, it's an offshoot of the mummies. But, like, he was never, he was never Egyptian. He's, mm-hmm. um, he's Babylonian, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Here's here. All right. Here's where I have a little bit of a problem. And sorry, iTunes reviewers. I'm about to say something that might piss you off. But here we go. This is the king that was like that said, hey, um, by the way, his dad's name was Asha, which I just kept like thinking like brimful of Asha the whole time. But anyway, he was like, yeah, you know, your dad's cool. So I'm not going to I'm not going to murder you. That king was Hammurabi as an AKA the most famous of the Babylonian kings. Yeah. Right. So he dies. Mm-hmm. And Randy Couture, this evil asshole immediately like takes charge now i'm not making direct comparison but i'm saying no like okay so (laughs) in in this in this point in time like you know like what we know about you know egyptians are basically kind of like our first like hey we really 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 documented the shit out of this culture Mm -hmm. but there were cultures before that they just Mm -hmm. things were lost to time they were conquered things were burned Mm -hmm. and to victor goes the spoils and history is written by the victor you know so we know some things about Babylonians, but not as much as like Egyptians. Egyptians are like the first culture. We have a full documented, like we know everything that happened with them basically because they were really good at keeping stuff. Mm -hmm. Babylonians, there's not a lot, but we do know the code of Hammurabi. And if you're, if you're telling me that the very next, next person that came along, didn't immediately set fire to all the good things, AKA uh, like a certain politician. Now (laughs) that's just entire entire policy is just to undo everything that's been fucking done before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm saying like, if you think that that's like how this would play out, no, like an, an evil guy coming in after the most famous King of all time would slash and burn everything that the good King did. And we would not know about it now. Right. <laughs> so that's part of the problem anyway. Now moving on. Uh-huh. So of course it's just like, Hey, I think I recognize you and no, sir, you don't know me. And then eventually it comes out. It's like, yeah, well, to prove your loyalty, like, I'm not going to just have you be one of the scorpion guards. I'm going to have you, like, be my one of my personal bodyguards. You get to live in the palace and, you know, fuck my harem and everything like that. And and then he's like, all you got to do is prove your, your loyalty and murder. I 
guess it's his brother. I believe it's his brother. It's not established, but like when he came back home, like after the little ceremony of like, hey, the new recruits are here, and he got to see his mom and was like, oh, and then he, he chest bumps this motherfucker. Yeah, he does. Like literally like jumps up in the air and chest bumps him, and it's like, no, fuck off. Yep. Um, and of course, Lady is there and is like, oh, hey, it's you. And and then <laughs> right, right, right immediately into like, prove your loyalty, murder your brother, because of course he knew, knew who he was the whole fucking time. He's mm-hmm. the goddamn king. Mm-hmm. And he knew that he put him into that program. A lot of like he wasn't keeping tabs on. Maybe I should uh, keep track of the boy that I sent to the you know highly skilled mercenary killing unit training program after I murdered his father. Maybe I should maybe keep tabs on him. You, you would know? think, yeah. but no, that didn't happen. Well, no, of course he did. Like he just act like he didn't know who he was, and then he's like. Of course, he doesn't murder his brother. He tries to murder Randy Couture, but then, spoilers, Randy Couture has, like, magical space powers. His eyes turn black and <laughs> stops the spear that's coming right for him and then turns around and, like, flings it back. Mm-hmm. So he and his brother have to run away, chase through the through the, the streets or whatever. Then eventually, Randy Couture shoots a magic arrow that follows him all the way out of the palace and shoots his brother, and he dies anyway. Yep. So then at this point, he's like, well, I can't stay here. And <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to go on a, an adventure and sneaks back into the city, meets up with his lady friend. And also like when he gets on the boat, he meets up with this, like he's supposed to be Greek, this mm-hmm. uh, poet scribe historian speaks a bunch of languages. Yep. He's your general, like I'm the smart guy who's also maybe kind of shady, you know, trope in this thing. He's the guy on Westworld who right. uh, the, wrote all the characters for Westworld. Yes, the actor. Yes, the yeah. actor plays that guy. But I'm saying like in this trope of like, you know, these kind of adventures, there's always like the, you know, I mean, for lack of a better terms, because this is about the same level of like seriousness. Um, mm-hmm. He's the jockster. Like I'm I'm I say I know all this shit. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Maybe I will surprise you, you know, making a Xena reference there in case you didn't catch that. But anyway, I'm just saying it's that character of like he's uh, I mean, hell, the mummy literally had this guy. I mean, it was, um, yeah. what's his face? Fuck. Uh, Kevin J. O'Connor, I think. Wasn't he, been, yeah. I think it was like that, that, that actor. But, you know, he's just like, the, oh, I know everything. I speak all these languages and, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. so anyway, they go on an adventure. It, it, from this point, it's like you, you had a little bit of a cohesive plot up to this point. But then they get on the boat and they're just like, I don't know, man. Shit. We better like find a magical weapon. And this guy's just like rattling off all the things that they could go find. And then eventually he's like the sword of Damocles. That's what we need. Um, so yeah, too bad. It's in the underworld. Oh, well, we'll just go there and get that. And fuck, you know, things happen like they, yeah. they get up, end up getting captured when they go somewhere. They get thrown in the fucking labyrinth with the Minotaur and they have that dumb fight. And eventually they're in the fucking underworld get the sword and get the fuck out. There's a lot more <laughs> that goes involved in that, but I've been trying to keep it brief. So anyway, gets the sword back, you know, they get the sword, a bunch of people die. All the mercenaries die along the way, but they picked up this Chinese fellow <laughs> who doesn't speak a lick of English and, and the asshole scribe guy is literally like, Oh yeah, well, you should come with us to the underworld. It's a shortcut to China. So that's why this guy like comes along. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's a fucking asshole right from the get go. Mm-hmm. But all the other mercenary dudes who owed his dad some debt, like, die because of greed you know as you're as you do in movies like this uh-huh. but whatever they get out of the underworld he has a sword and then it's let's time to go home and fucking murder him with the sword and spoilers he murders him with the sword a bunch of other bullshit happens along the way i'm just saying like that's that's the basic plot of the movie like for the first act it's like okay maybe you're actually crafting something it's something. bad yeah it's bad like because this this falls into like every pitfall that you could possibly do in a, in a bad version of one of these scripts. And I will get more into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say like that's 
the basic plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. First act, it's like, yeah, maybe there's something here. Second, by the second act, you're like, no, there's nothing here. Right. And by the third act, it's like, yeah, just fucking get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the movie in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um. But all right, problems problems with the script and problems with these things existing in the first place. As we were watching, because we were just having a conversation like while this movie was happening, because it was fucking boring and dumb. Fifteen minutes in, yeah. we were, neither of us were paying attention. Um, so, which is rare. Here's the thing: like, I don't understand why they make these things. Like, who, who is the actual target? Like, I, I could understand if like they made a couple, but they make a shitload of these, like direct-to-video sequels to things that were marginally par- popular on their own. Mm-hmm. Like Scorpion King wasn't some breakout hit. It oh. was it was like it did all right. It didn't it, do Mummy Returns money. Right. Yeah, I mean it was diminishing returns and they were like, well, yeah, let's, let's keep chasing let's, that. Let's it's like diminish those returns even more. Right. Because like here let, like let's do a dinner theater version of your fucking like sequel or prequel to a prequel to a sequel thing. And then like there's just always this Besides, like, the dinner theater bad actor and all that, and, like, obviously bad special effects because we have no budget because we're trying to make a sequel to a thing that had a budget, mm-hmm. um, there's just always this layer of juvenile-esque lowest common denominator. Like, I, I get... I, I'm not I, I'm not so blind that I can't say, like, yeah, I get cash grabs. I get, like, lowest common denominator bullshit, but I just don't understand why they keep getting made. Like who are the people that are like, keep falling for this, like keep falling for the fake, you know, the, the mock mock buster and these bad sequels and all this, because there's always this layer of just absolutely juvenile, just non pithy dialogue. Just this like, Oh, well I'm going to make a modern, you know, idiom (laughs) joke in, and also just like, just literally all the things like here, here's my most, the most annoying thing I think to, for this movie or any movie like it, is introduce characters and don't give them any depth or you know reasons to care about them except for the people on screen are like doing the well yeah if you think she's bad now wait till she's really angry like i i fucking hate that with a passion like Mm -hmm. characters in a movie telling you traits about a character that you have just met or don't give a shit about yeah like hype manning somebody who's a fucking nobody basic shell of a character like i i i cannot stand that mm-hmm. like that that is so like kids movie bullshit you know that, that's so goonies-esque like we're not even going to give like half the kids a character except for the other kids going like oh that yeah he eats <laughs> like he's the fat kid oh look he's a smart one he's got gadgets you know just mm-hmm. it's it, it's just that it's like well instead of like giving them a character we're just going to make people like talk about them you know <laughs> it's it's just it's the difference between like a good kids movie and like or you know like the sandlot or and then like the, all the sandlot sequels or the mighty duck sequels where it's like You've stopped writing char- kids as like full characters. You're just like they are now a, a, a some paradigm of whatever character. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just they're, they're they're not a thing. They're not a full fleshed out person. And this movie has this in spades. It's just like, well, you know, there's there's lady companion who kind of wants to be a fighter, but she's a lady, and ladies can't do stuff in Babylonia. Um, <laughs> Um, correct and then like but we were both like jokingly because like when they when they bring her back you know like this is now we have semi grown up rock and you know we've we've seen we've gone from like 
10 to 13 year old versions of these kids to now they're growing up like 22, three, four or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So like they're doing this thing, like they have her show up and it's like, she's just wearing fucking like this overcoat of rags. And you're just like, okay, when's the reveal where it's like, look, she has lady parts now, mm-hmm. you know? And of course that happens. And it's just like, Oh look, yeah, she's <laughs> and here's what's weirder. It's like she and him are wearing almost the same outfit. Yes. And they both are like dark skinned with long hair. Mm-hmm. There are there are points where it's like if he's not if he wasn't six inches yeah. to a foot taller, there are parts where it's like I don't I couldn't even tell you which one is what it is. She's short. Yeah. That's the only way yeah, to tell yeah, them it, apart. It's just it. Especially it's like, from the back, which yeah. oftentimes right. in battle that's what's happening. <laughs> it's, so it's like, wait, who's hitting who what's happening? Right. Um but yeah, I just I just don't understand why these things exist. Like, I mean how I, I just I, I I I forever will be amazed at I got I I I I'm stumbling for words, which is funny because what what I'm trying to get out there is I I guess I will constantly be amazed at the childlike bullshit writing that adults will accept. Yeah, and I guess that's what's just making me my brain hurt is trying to understand how grown-ass adults can be into young adult style writing <laughs> you know yeah i i just i i look at these genre things especially this kind of sword and sorcery kind of stuff and it's just like i who is going to accept a completely generic no draw story mm-hmm. i i just i this had to have just been a like there's a new adventure and you're going to love it, buy it and you can't get your money back. Cause ah, you open the disc. Nah. But I mean, we, we had, we had a plethora of sword and sorcery movies in the eighties sure. that were just like, let's go out in the woods with a couple of fog machines and some Ren fair costumes mm-hmm. and we'll walk around and we'll make a movie. Yeah. And almost all of those are better than this. Yes. Like that's like, this still has some budget. Mm hmm. Like, it's not a micro budget, you know, shot in Italy thing like so many of those other were, ones were. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bad CG sets and monsters and things, but there's also still some real world sets. And like, mm-hmm. there are scenes where like there will be 10 horses, people on horseback at, yeah. uh, in the scene at this, like in the shot at the same time. So not like recycled horses. Like, there is still some budget here, like more than any of these like all the death stalkers put together this movie still probably cost more than that you're probably you know? right and that's what's crazy is like death stalker and all of those dumb movies like that where they just fart around in the woods for two hours are better than this mm-hmm. you know like it's just it's crazy like why i guess we just as a society we don't accept those as a genre anymore but i mean hell if you even like if you even look at the Conan movies, the first Conan movie is fucking micro budget. Yeah. Like besides like going to like Chicanista, like the like using some existing ruins, it's like there's like it's all fucking in the woods and grass huts and things. There are no like crazy set pieces. I mean, I think they, they go to like the city one time, but it's like they probably just went to some fucking touristy place in Egypt that still looks like, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Yes. And, you know, so it's not like they constructed stuff. This, they actually look like they constructed some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I'm amazed that, like, those movies with the micro budget back then, I mean, of course, it doesn't hurt that, like, so, several of them I just named were written by actual writers, like John Milius and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a fascinating thing that, like, people are suckered into something as shitty as this. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, I saw that 
when this came out, it was also coupled with the Scorpion King and like a two pack. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was a we didn't sell enough Scorpion Kings instead of trying some re-promotion campaign, just make shit out a $100,000 movie. Right. And, you know, we'll fool some people. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. This one, it's... Okay, so so what's weird is looking ahead at three, four, and five, Mm -hmm. those movies have ridiculous casts. Okay. Like, when we get to those, it's like, oh, okay, we're watching this because this has fucking Barry Bostwick in it for no reason and (laughs) 90-year-old M. Emmett Walsh. Like, what the fuck is he doing in this? That kind of thing. This has... Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this, this this is just the the worst kind of thing to me. I it, mean, I'm kind of hoping that like this is like this in one movie is like those two Universal Soldier movies that were on the movie channel or Showtime or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Like, and then we're gonna get to like the next one and be like, oh, okay, we're we're back. It's it's still not the original one, but at least we're back into like what I expect from a shitty sequel. Right. You know, like this is. This is so fucking nothing. You know, this is like those Universal Soldier direct-to-video things, you know. It is. Except without, without Burt, Burt Reynolds. Reynolds doing a dumb Irish accent. <laughs> and for no Gary Busey. Yeah. I'm just like, this is like that level of like, mm-hmm. oh, this is fucking literally nothing. Mm-hmm. This is a filler movie. Mm-hmm. This this is just something that's playing in, in a Best Buy somewhere. And mm-hmm. you're like, what's that? Oh, they made a new Scorpion King movie. Oh, give me a copy of that, please. Sure. I guess. Said. Uh, Somebody. Somebody. I, yeah, because they kept making more. They uh, did. And still are. <laughs> the last one came out like last year. Oh, Jesus. Why? <laughs> I don't know. There must be some sort of tax dodge they're, they're involved in where if they, they have to spend this money, I don't know. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe, maybe that, they could just like, maybe they did this. They were like, what if we spin off the spinoff of the mummy? And by doing that, as long as we make one of these every two years, we hold the mummy rights. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Like, oh, well, it's... I mean, there's really not mummy rights. It's a a, a character... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because, I mean, yeah, it's not like there is a titular, like, famous... I mean, they're going to have the universal monster mummy version forever because that's a universal monster. True. So... Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why this exists then. Uh, Yeah, it's it's baffling. Uh, Mm. Let's go ahead and rate it. Yeah, and, and end I'm this. trying. To, well, I'm trying to think if there's like anything else worth even mentioning in this because we skipped whole whole cloth characters. Because I mean, I do want to say this is directed by Russell Mulcahy, who directed Highlander and the Five Jocks movie Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a t- you know he was a, he's a famous music video director, had style and skill, and this is just hired gun directing style. This is just point the camera at thing. Sometimes there will be slow down swooshy things for no reason, just because there has been far too long since something happened. Right. But but I mean, we, we whole cloth like skipped, like talking about the wizard sleeves underworld lady. There's there's a lady with. Yeah, a, 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 I, just, I, just, I don't even want to. OK, there's a lady. There's a sorceress lady that has given Randy Couture his powers and she's weird and floats around and has, mm-hmm. you know, a cloak taped to her boobs. And at one point she's just like, okay, other lady in this movie, fight me and takes off her clothes. And you're like, the fuck? And then like a bunch of ribbons, CG ribbons fly around the screen and form into like an S&M bustier. And it's it's like, all right, fight me. I have my leather studded thing on. Let's fight. And it's like, that's what you used your magic for? You yeah. didn't give yourself like dragon boobs or something? You just put on a little a little outfit? Yeah. I don't know. There, That goes on for 20 minutes of, of her trying to seduce him and being a bitch to her. And uh, uh, yep. 
her highs are low. She's all dressed up with no place to go. <laughs> she kind of pieces and, out at the and, end of this, like maybe she'll be back. I don't know. And all I know is that we're at the end of a pretty big downer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's rate it. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think we can stretch this anymore. I don't know if you had any other like general overall thoughts about this market or I just rattled on. I know. I, no, I, I can't. I just, th- this is this, I think this was made for marketing. I think yeah. this was, Hey, get your Scorpion King. And also here's a bonus feature. Yep. You know, like when they, they just cut together another Anchorman movie and we're like, Hey, here, buy it again. And now you get a whole new Anchorman movie. Yeah. But that, makes sense like you have sure. you had that footage that, that that is minimal effort to just be like well you know people well, actually... there was minimal effort here too <laughs> well sure but i mean like that was like people actually like this dumb thing we made yeah. and we shot like a whole other movie's worth of footage basically yeah so what if we cobble it together and make it a thing sure that was kind of sleazy too but whatever <laughs> it is absolutely but i mean i that felt more like oh well we could just sell this as like now we can sell like, a more deluxe collector's edition of right. anchorman yeah. and we'll pop this in there yeah uh, yeah, five bags. I, I, I will never think of this again. I couldn't stand sitting there. Mm-hmm. It, it's just the bad guy is terrible. The good guy is terrible. All his friends are terrible. Nothing interesting happens. It's it's a waste of time. Yeah. Here, here's what's weird is like, I you know, we, we've had a string between Banffcraft Prime and this of movies that weren't very good. Um strangely this doesn't offend me like the last prime movie we did which i know will not make sense given when this gets released i'm just i'm saying this to reference you may be listening force long, four yes force four okay. or black force depending on how you want to call it uh-huh is a thing we just did on bfcast prime right that was a five bag movie to me yeah. because that was that was aggressively awful <laughs> like this is aggressively uninteresting and unnecessary so i'm just gonna give it three bags oh. like i mean because like this is at least at least this is competently shot and flows like a movie is supposed to show flow. I'm mean, just saying like, sure, if you want to compare it to force four. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to state like this is a terrible fucking movie and has zero reason to exist mm-hmm. and zero reason to be viewed. My point is, is like it's still edited together and flows like a movie is supposed to flow. What is being shown is utter trash and unnecessary to even exist. But at least it's it's coherent. Mm-hmm. It's coherently bad. Right. So and that ain't no crime. Shalala. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I think that's the last one I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. I don't I I got nothing else. Okay. It uh it's it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. There's there's no reason to watch this. There's no reason to watch it. And if Come to find out watching part three, there's like, oh, that suddenly makes sense now. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll have this knowledge in our head. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you when we get there. Like, oh, okay, this only makes sense because th- that happened in two. I don't think that's going to happen. No. But... no, I think they're going to jettison this one from the entire timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thank you for voting for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. If you go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. Uh, some of you already know this because you pay for the show, but if you don't, if you're listening to this on the main feed or somewhere else, uh, if you if you go there and donate a dollar or more, you get this show when we uh, initially record it, uh, and then you also get to vote. We put four or five movies up in a poll, and you guys 
uh, pick our movie. That's that's how we do this show. Uh, and uh, we appreciate your support. Uh, we, you know, we don't always get a winner, but uh, that's that's not your fault. That's not our fault. That's that's just the luck of the draw mm-hmm. and the poll, I guess. So um, we'll do better next week, I think. Uh, statistically, we would have to. Yeah, I don't think we could do much worse, but uh, you never know. <laughs> It's been a bad week for Bamfcast. <laughs> any fine. way you slice it. Um, and you can slice it any way you want with the Sword of Damocles. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's it. We're done. We'll be back next week with another movie. And until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamfcast Extra Out. Yeah.